Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Episode of the World's Team on the Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I am joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. I'm glad to be back. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been a nice wee, wee break away. So, yeah, good to be back and talk You're more right. Dallas Cowboys. Without you. Yeah, I, yeah. So, so what, what was it that happened last week? So, I know there was a bit of a hiccup. You were on holiday. Mm-hmm. And I asked someone to record with me, so I asked Mike, but neither of us, like, my laptop is old and decrepit, so, like, I cannot um, record on it, which you know, because you do, you record it on yours, but I set up the Zoom, so it's a whole process that we have going. Yeah. Well, neither of us were able to record because, like, we were using mobile, and you can't do it on there, so, alas... Technology prevented us from doing anything. You would have found this day and age, there was no limitations but to technology. So, well, apologies, Cowboys Nation, that didn't happen last week. But we're back, we're back, we're back. So, Tell us about your holiday. You uh, did a lot of exploring, a lot of, I saw Game of Thrones things. I saw Outlander, all that type of stuff. Yeah, so I, like, I, my friends from Houston, Texas were over in Scotland. So I took the week off work and basically traveled all across Scotland with them. Basically taking them to all the castle locations, to the old uh, cathedrals and stuff like that. A lot of history, going to the grave of Rob Roy, um, going to the birthplace of Sir William Wallace, uh, which is literally 10 minutes down the road from where I stay. And yeah, uh, we stayed in a lovely wee cottage town called Curus, which is at the other side of Scotland. It's beautiful there. Like if you're really into that, the old school buildings and stuff like that, and it's like one pub for this whole village type of place. It's like that. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good. But the amount of traveling I did, being on the behind the wheel, so therefore my friends could actually enjoy. Like having a drink, go to all the whiskey distillers. That was the one of the main things that we wanted, they wanted to do. And I don't blame them because we do have some of the best whiskey, finest whiskeys in the world. Uh, not to throw any, um, sh- it, what's the word? Um, like flex. I did, I'm not trying to flex, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, well, so we all know them, so you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, it was good catching up with my friends from Houston. 
they're now literally flying home tomorrow. They just went back down to London to get their flight for tomorrow. So, um, but yeah, they had a blast. I had a blast, and yeah, and uh, I'll get to see them when I go back over to Dallas. So they'll be making up to one of the games next uh, this year. They decide whether they're they're going to do Thanksgiving or Seahawks. I think they might do the Seahawks game if I'm being honest. Um, I think yeah, they yeah. Like interesting one if you're not like in t- from in town. Yeah, like that game. Like I have to admit, if, out the schedule, the Seahawks game really intrigues me the most because you just don't know, like, how the Seahawks are going to develop. Like we saw the transformation with Geno Smith last year, which is a great story. He really turned his career around last year. Now he's got DK Metcalf and um and Jigba, the wide receivers just drafted in the draft there. Um, so he's got weapons ahead of him now. So I think it's gonna be a di- like not the typical Seahawks type of team that we're so used to seeing. Obviously, Russell Rosen's obviously away to Denver, etc. But it'd be very intriguing to see, and I think it's gonna be a really good game. Yeah, I'm really interested to see if Gino continues on this path um, that he's on. But yeah, that one's a that one's a weird one where I, like you don't know, we just don't know how it's gonna go. It's that was I think when we were doing the schedule, we were like can't really predict this one, so it's a toss up. Uh, yeah, I think that was the that was the the flip of the coin game. I think yeah. really, even though we're at home, home field advantage, but. Any given Sunday, you just may never know what's what's going to happen. Yeah, definitely, goodness. Um, so wait, do you guys not have probably not out in the middle of those like small towns? You don't have Ubers out there, right? We do have Uber. Yeah. Well, well, maybe not in the small towns, but in the main city areas, yeah. So, um, that's why I basically volunteered to be the designated driver. Yeah, I was doing my like for all the things that my friends did for me when I was staying in Houston. It was it was rightfully my turn to do the favor. So, on also over here in Scotland, it's our rules and laws in terms of you like you're not allowed to have any alcohol at all to drive or or anything. You're not even allowed to like hold your mobile device, your cell phone, like. That would be like a fixed penalty, all that type of stuff. So we we do tend to have a lot more stricter driving rules compared to in the US. We should consider adopting those rules as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just the amount of distracted driving I witness on a daily basis is wild to me. Um, Speaking of exciting things. Speak Now Taylor's version was released on Friday. Um, so if you were wondering, like, I wonder what Megan's up to right now. Um, listening to that the entire time. Yeah, I saw our very own Jess Navarez was doing her ritual thing she does. She went to the store, bought it in vinyl and bought it in CD. And I'm like, my God, you're dedicated. The store, you have to go to Target. They have exclusives. I tell I I will give you credit, right? For me, if it was like a, like see if it was like me ten years ago and it was Metallica, I would have been like that when it comes to Taylor Swift fans. That was my comparison, but I gotta give it to you. You're dedicated. We are. We really are. And um it turns out so like I knew something like this was gonna happen. Obviously she announced that she was gonna release it like gosh, two or two months ago, 
something like that. That's quite a quick uh, turnover when you think about it. Well, I mean, honestly, she's these are this is a pre-existing album, and she's she re-recorded it so that um, she owns the master of it because oh, she like owns the rights of it type of thing. Yeah, someone else. Uh... So she's trying to um, reclaim all of her previous work, and then she releases like extra songs that are from the same time that she wrote with um with the album that comes out but so technically like i think a lot of her like re-recorded albums are probably done so like this isn't just like pop out of nowhere she's been planning this stuff for a while so that's why like it, it is crazy because she's a little um planner and loves to surprise people but like that's probably been done for a while so to that end it's not that crazy but um regardless i knew the second she announced it i was like the day that she releases speak now there's gonna be an rj tweet there always is there's if you it's like death taxes and rj tweeting some insane stat um with a lot of backwards math always how, how he constructs these tweets is nothing but genius from our fearless leader. It really oh is. Yeah. And he's done Taylor ones before, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be all over this. Well, of course he was. So <laughs> he said, last time Taylor Swift released an album titled Speak Now, Mike McCarthy's team was coming off a season where they had five losses and total points scored in the 460s before losing in the playoffs to an NFC West team. Then they went on to win the Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys are coming off a season where they had five losses and scored 467 points before losing in the playoffs to an NFC West team. Speak now, Taylor's version was released on Friday. So, um, he's putting in the call now for a Super Bowl win this season. I'm going to say this, right, and RJ, don't hate me for this, but every time you make one of these type of tweets, we never seem to do it. <laughs> You, well, you, get, you get my point now. <laughs> oh so, man! You gotta you gotta stake your claim while you can. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's it's a bad luck charm, but it's like whenever I see a, one of those well amazing tweets from RJ, I'm like, oh, please don't jinx us. <laughs> he likes to get the people going. Absolutely, and rightly so. Like, I mean. I, I, remember, I can't remember what year it was. It must have been two or three seasons ago. I think it was like before the whole COVID stuff happened, right? And yeah. he made one of these, it was a, a list of statistics. Like, yeah. it was so weird. Like, it was like XYZ, 80, like the whole shenanigans is like 25 years ago that all this happened. Yep. The year prior to the Super Bowl, and and this year, like that the, the twenty eighteen season, all that stuff happens. Like next year's our year type of thing. I was just like, ah, I'm just like, how did you manage to like bring that together and full circle? <laughs> that is it, it. It boggles my mind. So, folks, give some RJ some love for that for to even pull that together, <laughs> folks. Honestly, it's a thing of beauty. Honestly. He's a nut. Um, but so all of that was very exciting. And I just I knew that that was going to come out today. He's he's just like Taylor, always thinking ahead. 
Oh, definitely. I was, I was kind of thinking ahead last night as well. Well, when I say thinking ahead, I got absolutely drenched last night. Sorry, I kind of move on a different slide, but I was at Motley Crew and Def Leppard last night, and that was like trying to think ahead how to get home and stuff like that. It was just a nightmare. So, but yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Like I was just, it was just at a concert last night seeing Motley Crew. Let you guys know that he saw Def Leppard and Motley Crew, and I yeah. appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. I just had to. I just had to throw that in there before we get into the good stuff. Oh, of course, of course. Um. Well, okay. So we made a addition to our current roster right now. Yes, we um, have. We added one Brandon Aubrey mm-hmm. from um Birmingham, the USL USFL team. Yep, the uh, Birmingham Stallions. Yep, and it's a. Uh, it's definitely a oh how the what's the word to like it's a it's a surprise addition I'll be perfectly honest even though he's a kicker but he's only played one year professionally as a player no college experience at all before that he played in the major league soccer he's a professional soccer player so at least you know he's got a leg at least you know that yeah um so just to give a few. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen here to on bloggingtheboys.com. So here's a little bit of background about Brandon Aubrey. So uh, he played for the University of Notre Dame between 2013 and 2016. He's a third-team All-American, first-team All-South Region, first-team All-AAC, and academic All-American in the NSCAAA. Uh, he was selected 21st overall in the 2017 MLS Superdraft by Toronto FC and played for them for a couple of years, uh, one season. Then he went to Bethlehem Steel in 2018. And since then, he kind of made the different career choice to move over to American football, where he was drafted as a place kicker for the Birmingham Stallions. And uh, his contract was terminated there back in July 3rd. And the Dallas Cowboys have now signed him. Yeah, I mean, so I found it kind of interesting that, you know, he um, he was in the MLS. Like, he was in the developmental system. So he was not, like, technically, you know, on Toronto FC proper. But um, and he just, like, wasn't finding success. So the way that he, like, looked around and was, like, Kicking a football. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and it's it's so weird. Like, we're, we're seeing a slight trend happening here when it comes to former, like, soccer players now. Like, when I don't know if you may remember this couple of years ago, it used to be rugby players coming into the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Now it seems to be soccer players becoming kickers because when, when we're hearing, well, we're not hearing, there's definitely proof that Harry Kane, the, the striker for Tottenham Hotspur in England, once he retires from professional soccer, he wants to make the jump to the NFL or some other league. So it's a trend that seems to be happening there where you can actually do a lot more, like, just stick to a more simpler job, like yeah. like kicking the ball, just kicking the ball rather than trying to get past players, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, you still need to be involved with special teams, obviously, but from High Kane's perspective and, like I said, probably Brandon Aubrey's um, perspective, it's a more, I wouldn't say safer, I would say it's more beneficial for them in a way. Like, you know, there's 
less attributes to your game you need to focus about, and there's like only a certain amount you need to learn for as a place kicker. So, yeah. so I find that's really quite yeah. interesting how things are kind of. Like, like I, I've used trending so many times already in this one B segment already, but it, it really is. We are seeing this actually projecting. We're seeing more players from different sports make the transition into American football. Yeah, I mean, and it's not the first time we've dipped into the USFL pond and, um, you know, who's to say whether it'll be successful this time as it was last with Cavante Turpin. Um, but it's... It's kind of fun. And this this kid's from Plano, Texas. So he is a local. Um, I'm not going to guess that he's a Cowboys fan, but, you know, he's definitely had a lot of exposure to it throughout his life, for sure. Yeah, you um, would like Yeah, you would like to think with him be, be coming from Plano, he's been brought up in the environment of the Dallas Cowboys. He might not necessarily be a fan, but he's in the, the area of Dallas Cowboys, so he knows what it's all about to people close to him who are Cowboys fans, family could be Cowboys fans, so he'll know what it's all about. He might be a fan, he might not be, but at least he'll know how important it is to oh, the, yeah. the the area and ever run about in Dallas and Plano and Frisco and stuff like that, so 100%. Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, this is a guy that, you know, has had, wait, I want to call it all pro for like USFL. He um, also made like 14 of 15 of his field goals last year. The one that he missed was um, a longer one. It was like more than 50 yards. Um, but, you know, Dave was making the point that I think they'll, they could sacrifice, you know, length of the field to just to be able to have some accuracy on their side. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, PATs, like we don't need to be dropping those. That's just like kind of, it's just kind of unacceptable. It's like your free points, go get it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. If, you, if you're missing the point after touchdown, a PAT, then there's something not right here. Cause you're like, with, well within range. Right. But, like field goals I can completely understand because longer distance, there could be a much more stronger wind, depending if it's an open stadium, all that type of stuff. So it's, um yeah. I mean, I'm really in favor with the direction they're going. They're trying something different. And I think that a true like competition, I think. Absolutely. I think they're looking at all different um shapes and sizes of different types of backgrounds from different uh, different types of athletes that can contribute in a different way. Like we, we saw like a couple of seasons ago, the Cleveland Browns drafted uh the Scottish punter. Um Oh God, what's his name again? He's like from up north of Scotland, but he's the guy with the long hair. He's he's now pointing for the New York Giants, right? Unfortunately, sadly, sadly, <laughs> don't know why he wanted to go for them, but probably because they wanted to pay him. Uh maybe. But anyway, but but before that, he played rugby as well. Um, but we're seeing that less now, and we're seeing more players from different sports now coming into the NFL. So, yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting, and after seeing in comparison to the Harry Kane footage, which he was, I think he was at the Jets training facility during an off season, uh, during the, and he was just trying out his field goal kicks, and I have to admit, I was quite impressed. Like I think he like kept a like a fifty four, fifty five field goal, and it was like bang down the middle, 
on the practice field. And I was just like, ah, well, if the majority of good soccer players can actually do that transition into the NFL, then it's uh, more competition, like you said. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, obviously he is going to be competing against Tristan Viscano. I will have to It's a bit out. of a tongue twister, that surname, I have to admit. It's just, it's just like, it could go a couple of different ways. So sorry to this man. But that, that'll be who will be competing against at camp. And like, there's also just the possibility that everyone needs to keep in mind in the back of their head. Just because there's only two guys competing at training camp doesn't mean they can't bring in somebody again. So making it three or whatever, like they do that stuff. Yeah. Here's the question. Do you think we will bring one other person into training camp? Because me personally, I think they will. I feel like they are going to bring in Brett Maher. <clears throat> No, no, no. I, I think that ship is finally sailed. Like, you're, you're, I don't think for, I don't think there's a third time charm with that one. Like, I don't think there should be, but I think there might be. Uh, I mean, I do. I, I liked what Brett Maher did for us last year, but when it came to the bigger moments, that's when he crumbled, unfortunately. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't see it happening. If it happens. Don't if it, ha if it happens, it happens. But um, you'll like regardless, you'll get my full on support. It made me eat humble pie last year throughout the whole season, but like just in his overall performance. But obviously, when it came to the bigger moments, like the Tampa Bay game, yeah, like that's when you need your kicker at his finest moment. So, um, but if there's one thing about like a Brandon Albert, like. Is he, he's going to be exposed to a whole new level of pressure, like, oh, yeah. like, no, this is no disrespect to the uh, the USFL or anything like that, or like, he's only played like twenty one games for the second team for Toronto, so he's not really played on the main stage before. Yeah. But, so. There is that question mark regards to him, but if he can go on and do the job, be composed, then great. Like, bring more humble bite to the table. I'm more and well truly up for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's It's going to be... It's going to be an interesting training camp. We have 18 more days until the first open practice, so... I cannot, I cannot wait, and I almost cursed there. I was about to say one of the curse words there, because I, I was... It's just like, yeah, I'm I'm buzzing for training camp. I really am. Like right just, around the corner. So yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think that there is gonna be more additions to the training camp training camp squads, like not the 53 man squad or 55 now. I think it's 55 now. Um but I definitely think there's, there's gonna be extra numbers coming in for your offensive line because I think that's gonna be one of the most obvious positions to um like just add some more depth and more rotation in just yeah. in case just in case of the worst case scenarios because it's it's happened to us quite a few seasons now where like Tyron Smith for example all that type of stuff so um yeah I, I just I just hope we have a injury free training camp more than anything but oh lord I know Oh, did you see that they're like um gonna allegedly do a like Netflix documentary on the Cowboys? Yes, I did. 
I did. I'm I'm very curious. Is it going to be about the Dallas Cowboys or is it actually going to be about Jerry Jones and him as a businessman? Like the thing is, it's the Jones family has to have their hands in it in some way. Mm-hmm. So it could be a little Jones oriented, a little like the lore of the Cowboys oriented. I'm super interested to see like what direction they're going to take with it, but it's not yeah. going to be. I don't think it's going to be anti Jones in any way. So if that's no, no, I definitely think. It's going to be like talking about Jerry Jones's humble beginnings when he played American football when he was at a young age and how he became the businessman that he came to be, how he went and purchased the Dallas Cowboys and stuff like that, and how does he see the future type of thing. That's my brief like analysis of when I first saw that it was announced. I was like, okay, I can already visualize what they could possibly do with us. Yeah, I mean, I. If it's anything like they did with the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary, which is absolutely fantastic, then I think that's what they'll kind of do with Jerry Jones and that same type of um, mold for the documentary. Start with the humble beginnings, like like a timeline type of thing. Are they paying them fifty million dollars to make the documentary? Or yeah, yeah, they're paying Jerry Jones fifty million. Yeah, Jerry's a businessman. He knows how to make money. And he knows people will watch it too. So I would <laughs> watching it or watching it because they love the Cowboys. At both, like if there's anything yeah. I can learn from a smart businessman, yeah. Honestly, if, if there's anything I can learn from a smart businessman like Jerry Jones, then sign me up. Yeah. All right, Netflix. Well, be uh, anxiously awaiting the release date for that. Definitely. <laughs> all right well is there anything else that you wanted to touch on from this last two weeks i guess um yeah well other than being traveling about i have been a little bit out of touch but it just seems like it's it, it, we're at, we really are in the dry state right now when it comes to news headlines and stuff like that so but don't worry folks train like mike said training camp is around the corner so once training camp's here you're going to get all the updates from all the other shows from RJ to uh, First and Ten, all the other podcasts here on bloggingthevoice.com. So be sure to go and check it out. Oh, yeah. And also, um, today, Saturday is uh, O Line Masterminds Day. So keep an eye out for I know there's a couple of people Big there. Duke Mayweather, the legend yeah. that he is. I recommend following Carmen Vitali from Fox Sports. She's on the ground, boots on the ground, um, at the at OL Masterminds. So if you're wanting to keep up with goings on, that's a great place to start. Um, otherwise, Paul, where can they find you to follow all the things that you're up to? Yeah, guys, you can follow me at I am Peace Two on Instagram, Fred, and Twitter. Ooh. <laughs> Um, I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram, threads, and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we've we've made the move because uh, uh, big Elon's actually making it very difficult for everybody. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're both billionaires. So, like, we'll I, t- I, t- I tell you what, though, if they do end up in that UFC super fight as it's been projected, I will watch that just for the comic relief. I'll watch it on TikTok so they don't get any money from it. Um, <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair play. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, we will catch you next week. Be sure to 
follow along online at bloggingtheboys.com and um, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. All the BTB content is there for you every single day. Um, and we'll see you next week. Go Cowboys. Dallas Fever, Philly for never.